Hey, we are the Soul Searchers. Two regular folks with backpacks and making it weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We are Andrew and Candace, the Soul Searchers. In this episode, we're going to be talking about experiences. So over the past month or so, some of the stuff that we've been doing and specifically around Tulum. So we had a really kind of rough beach day which ended up turning into the best sunset we've probably ever seen. Um, Heading back to Playa to swim with bull sharks. Yes, real big, huge sharks. And then awesome reef and turtles that we found in Akumal, all the way down to a bad Airbnb experience, which is, you know, we've been lucky so far, so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as soon as we landed in Tulum, we thought, okay, we got to figure out this whole beach situation Mm because Tulum itself is like two kilometers from the beach so where our airbnb was you had to like take a cab ride bikes a lot of people hitchhike yeah hitchhike anything to get down there so we rented our bikes we did the tulum ruins in the morning and then went down to the public beach santa fe was gorgeous had a mediocre meal for like 15 dollars because i was starving tourist price oh my gosh we got taken advantage of anyway Whatever. It happens. Yeah. The beach itself was gorgeous. So we're like, okay, no big deal. We move on a little further down the beach. And as you were locking up the bikes, you felt it first. Yeah. I started just dancing, getting torched by fire ants. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I hope it doesn't. And so then we decide we need to get out of here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel it too. As soon as he starts like slapping his feet, I look down and see these red ants crawling Mm -hmm. into my sandals. And there's no way of like shooing them off without making them mad and then they bite you yeah. so anyway. and for maybe you midwest folks who like run away from bees and like jump in lakes i guess that was just in our blood and we're like ah oh, we're getting bit let's run to the beach and yeah. hit the ocean yeah so exactly we take off um head down there and it's once again it's great we're still hanging out but all of a sudden storm clouds start rolling in and candace mm-hmm. is like eh, should we just go so we don't get poured on and i was like we've already been down here most of the day it's quite a bike ride let's see what the sunset has. And she's like, mm, I don't think there's going to be a sunset. Right? If there is a sunset. There's a lot of clouds. The clouds were scary, honestly. Um, and then, of course, it started pouring. And so we ran and took cover for a little bit. But like any tropical storm in the Caribbean, it passed very quickly. Yep. And we were huddled up under some fancy beach resort with right. people who were paying to be at that resort. So <laughs> Hey, it was what's fine. up? Saw a giant spider. Anyway, so then we go back out to the beach and the sunset itself ended up being incredible. And it's because the clouds were on the horizon, right? That, uh, you know, we're on the East Coast. So we're seeing the reflection of the sunset in the clouds. That's Mm -hmm. what every sunset is. And so we're looking at these clouds that just, I mean, from... In the whole sky. In the whole sky. From every angle, these clouds were just insane. And so that was a highlight. That was probably one of the best sunsets I've ever seen. I've seen clouds change and reflect different colors in this, but the whole sky is what really got me Mm -hmm. because the whole sky was like different shades of pink and magenta and it was was gorgeous. Yeah. So then we, you know, after the sun's officially set, we decided to head out and I get back to my bike and realize, oh. I mean, it was like, as soon as I realized Mm, this, it was like a punch. Exactly. It was a heart drop. It was like a punch in the gut because I had been wearing my 
brand new sneakers. Worn maybe what, three times? Uh, like four okay, okay. or five. Still pretty dang new. You know brand where you like, want to keep them clean still. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Brand new sneakers. Absolutely love them. Pick them out with Abby because she's a sneaker expert and <laughs> helped me pick out these great Asics and... I went back to my bike and realized I had left them in the basket of the bike and they were gone. Yeah, I, as soon as she said that, I was like, nah, they're not going to be there. She's mm. like, yeah, they will. Who's going to take shoes out of a basket? I, right, especially because they're like... Baby-sized. They're small. <laughs> I have small feet. Like kid shoes. Yeah, so relatively small shoes. And I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, if I see someone wearing these Asics, because that's like not a popular brand. That's no. also why I thought nobody would take them because it's not like they're Nikes or Jordans or right. other popular shoe brand. I don't, I don't know any other popular shoe brands. So it's not like they're super fancy and cool. I mean, they're super fancy to me because they were very comfortable and I like the way they looked. Yeah, I was like, so what are you going to do? If you see somebody wearing them, right? what are you going to do? Run up behind them? The only, the thing that kept popping into my mind is they took my socks too. They were in the shoes. Right? They <laughs> took my socks too. Yeah. And they're relatively recognizable Puma socks. So like, yeah, I think, I'd, I think I'd check their socks. If I saw somebody in my shoes, check their socks too. And you're thinking like, all right, just like thinking like a typical thief that you're used to seeing like in the movies or whatever. Yeah. And you're like. No, it's got to be a little person because you have baby feet. I have baby feet. And I saw this like soccer video where like a skirmish happened and then this guy comes, Liu Kang Mortal Kombat, flying through the air, both legs, like heel kicks this guy in his chest, (laughs) like flying across the screen. And I was like, is that what you're going to do to the person wearing your shoes? Maybe I will. Just drop kick someone. (laughs) Could be. Could be. Anyway, so, so that was one of our first experiences in Playa. So nope, she's Tulum. shoeless. Sorry. But well, she does have some really nice sandals that she can fit socks underneath. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Coming from the woman who gives me crap for Crocs and socks, now she's going to be doing the same thing in her sandals. Yeah. Anytime I have to be on an airplane or something where there's where it's or like cold. It's <laughs> socks and sandals. Yeah. No closed-toed shoes for me anymore. Well, anyway. The rest of our time in Tulum was honestly relatively uneventful. Yeah, only because, like we were saying, you've got to get down to the the beach. And we were in the city center, so don't like feel bad. We were where everything is happening and going on and great food and all that. But to go down two kilometers down to the beach, then there's a parallel road along the beach. And that's where all the fancy Instagram hostels are. So... Um, we obviously didn't really want to blow our budget staying down there. Right. So, so then our next big experience, because the last time we did a podcast was Thanksgiving. And so it's been a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and so there's been a lot of really cool stuff that's happened. Like, for instance, we got to swim with bull sharks. And if Google you, it right now. Yeah, they're huge. They are massive bull sharks. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll see um, we actually posted a couple of videos of that scuba. Mm-hmm. And we posted videos ahead of time saying like, what do you think? Yeah, Should like, we do it? Yes or no. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it ended up being super fun. I mean, 
so I got my scuba certification. My first time scuba diving ever was just three weeks ago. Empire. Yep. And it was nerve wracking, to be honest. I mean, the whole experience was a lot. And so. Especially because she didn't get to train in a pool. And I think yeah, we've talked about that. But for sure. <laughs> when I got trained, you get to train in a pool, you can touch the ground, you can come <laughs> up and out. They just threw her right in a like deep cenote, cold water <laughs> current blowing you around. Like, figure it out. Figure it out. Which I did. Shout I out to Ruben. That. What up? And so, so yeah, so we're going back to Playa with our same dive school, which I was pretty excited about. And honestly, it was wild. When we got off the Combi, the Colectivo, in Playa del Carmen, it felt like coming home. Yeah. Because Playa was our first place, you know? When I first was in Playa, I was like, this just isn't it. This doesn't have the Caribbean feel. It's too much of a city. I'm not interested in like staying here long term. Yeah. We get off this little combi. I'm like, oh, we're back home. <gasps> Feels good to be Fruit here again. Fruiterias everywhere. Yeah. Lavenderias, you know, like oh, everything everywhere. So it felt yeah. good to be back in Playa. So then we get back to the dive house again, you know, hugs for all of the same people that are still there. And it was great to feel. We're allowed to hug them even during COVID because we slept in a bunkhouse with them. Yeah. <laughs> we already <laughs> shared a bunch of space. Ooh. Yeah, really cool people. Just felt good, you know, all that warm welcome. So we gear up, we head out. It's only like four blocks down to the beach. And then we get on a boat and then we go out, I don't know, a couple hundred meters, yards. Yeah, we went out further because we started with a reef dive. Right, right, right. So So we didn't go straight to the sharks. One of the tanks that we did was first was the reef. Feed them to the sharks. Yep. And then the second one was to the sharks. (laughs) And that one was about 100 feet down. Yeah, the sharks. Um, so that was a big test already for Candace because she had not gone down that far underwater and just yeah, more pressure. And the deepest that I had gone was the dive just before the sharks, which was at this reef where 30, we went. 40 feet? Yeah, like 40, 45 feet. Yeah. And that was the deepest that I'd gone right. at all ever so far. And even then I was like, oh, this is crazy. Um, but it was nice to do the reef before the sharks because then I kind of got my bearings yep. underwater Jumped again. back into it. Yeah, and that was cool. We saw some like massive schools of fish. We put that video up on our Facebook page. There was, I mean, we were just swimming in hundreds of fish, Mm -hmm. which was my first experience doing that. There was all these like needle fish or like needle nose fish. Is that what they're called? I don't know the That's what we call them because (laughs) you see them a lot when you're scuba diving and stuff. Um, But I've I've never seen so many of them together. Yeah. And that was really, really cool. Yeah. so yeah, that was a fun little reef dive. We saw a bunch of eels and... Uh, saw some lionfish. I've never seen yeah. those before too. So Google a lionfish. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Those are super cool and also very dangerous. Probably more dangerous than the sharks that we encountered. Right. <laughs> yeah, we saw lionfish, um, puffer fish. We saw ooh, a big ray, a big manta ray. Yeah. That was sweet. And we've seen manta rays or other rays while we're snorkeling in scuba diving and stuff before but this one i could tell it had like a stinger and yeah. a massive stinger that could actually hurt you and we had to kind of chase that one a little bit yep so but kicking trying to keep up yeah that was fun um so then the bull sharks there's a little bit sharks. of a current so we all got to jump in and then we swim to this line and then use the line to guide yourself down mm-hmm. so you go straight down 100 feet that way you're not blown away with the current wasting oxygen also you go through more oxygen when you go down deeper right so oh i forgot about ruben's tank 
Yeah, I know. We're going to get there. <laughs> I know. I totally It's coming up in the story. How exciting so yeah, for Ruben, you the, the guy <laughs> to relive that. that. Yeah, the guy <laughs> that uh, trained Candace, basically. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. Fantastic. And, uh, so Excellent anyways, teacher. We use the line. We go down. there. It's uh, Libat, our friend from Israel, is also with us. And we go down to the bottom, and there's a bunch of other people already down there. There's ropes that you hold on well, to. Well, as you're going down, and you look down, because... I don't, I don't know about you. I think I was crawling down the rope, like hand, head first. Mm, Is that I how you were going do down? That. No. Mm-hmm, that's how I was going down. <laughs> Excuse me, I burped because I'm drinking beer. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like crawling down head first. I guess you're not supposed to do that, or at least Andrew didn't. And I saw the sharks. What to me looked like swarming. Yeah. I mean, they're just like swimming back and forth and pacing basically. And they're going around people. Huge, huge sharks. And so, so that was my first visual on the sharks. And it was very, very cool. You were the first of the group down, right? Yeah. It was you, then me, then, then Lee Bot. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like when I. If you would have asked me three weeks ago, which I guess I was asked three weeks ago, do you want to swim with the sharks? And I was like, absolutely not. Have fun. I have no desire to do that because that sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but after getting more comfortable scuba diving and then just like seeing videos and knowing like how many people do this regularly, I felt a lot more comfortable well, with it. Well, then stumbling across a huge barracuda, that freaks you out pretty good. That <laughs> is a different thing. That's a totally different story. For we'll get time. to it. But I think, you know, the more terror I can put into you <laughs> going into this, then you're like, yeah, maybe a shark's not so bad. So Sorry, you planned to put terror into me? Well, no, but I keep taking you out into situations where you might encounter yeah, dangerous that's things. That's true. That's true. So, anyways, um, so it was great. We go down. There's a lot of other people down there. The idea is that you have to stay kind of on your knees and then you hold on to this rope and you kind of just stay tight. And if you are scared or the sharks do come too close to you, you're just supposed to blow a bunch of air out. And yeah, make a blow bunch bubbles, of bubbles in their bubbles. face. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently bubbles scare big sharks <laughs> uh, but these sharks i mean they're literally six to eight feet long huge. and they're pregnant mama bull sharks so yep. they're just huge and yeah I similar mean, to men uh there can be a lot more testosterone and anger and fighting and the men luckily go i think up to cancun so it is just the pregnant mama sharks down mm-hmm. here and they're chill there's there's no fighting they're not gonna come at you so it's all good yeah it was really cool though but you can even see in the videos they because of the visibility like how far you can see underwater they basically come out of nowhere and then all of Mm -hmm. a sudden are behind you or in front of you or they take a turn and are swimming right at you and you think you're looking at this one and then somebody taps in the shoulder is like no 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 look behind you this way right behind you oh my gosh we're gonna die It was really cool, though. So uh, we were only down there for 10 minutes. And why is that? No, well, no, we were only down there for 10 <laughs> minutes when this happened. Oh, right. I think. Right, right. So then Ruben, who's awesome, he was the one taking like GoPro videos of us and leading the way. He, he comes, swims up to Andrew, grabs a hold of his... Uh, second breather regulator. Second breather, yeah. Everybody has like an emergency backup breather. It's like your second parachute. Yeah. So he grabs it, starts breathing out of it. And Andrew's like, I can tell something's wrong. You figured it out right away. When he swam up to you, I thought, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I just came from like training. I thought it was a test of some sort or 
I didn't figure it out right away. And I'm like, homie is out of oxygen. <laughs> Something is not right. <laughs> and me being the air sucker that I am, I go right. through the most oxygen out of the two women that we're with. So when now we're sharing the one tank I have, I was like, this isn't good. No. He realizes his isn't, isn't working. He has to suck in like really, really hard. Yeah, and he I'm, was kind of going back and forth between the two, like yeah. saying kind of in his mind, is this just is it my tank? Is it my regulator? Yeah, is something is going wrong with tries his second regulator? Yeah. And so so then he realizes, okay, he's just out of air. Because his little dial that tells you how yeah. much air is at zero. So we're a hundred feet down. Ruben is out of oxygen. Zero oxygen. <laughs> so he swims over to Libot, who is more of an experienced diver than me, and starts breathing out of her sec- second regulator. Yep. <laughs> and then just keeps taking videos of us yeah, and of the, the sharks going <laughs> i mean he is like such a professional yeah maintains the whole like even guiding us through and doing the yeah. like safety stop at the top and things like that yeah when you're down that far you have to do a safety stop so anyways him and lee bot are now an attached unit yeah they have to swim just, together and he's just sharing her oxygen and it's all good and Anyways, we head back up. And so, yeah, overall, we, we were started. not down there for very long. We were swimming in the sharks for maybe 15, 10, 15 minutes, 15 to 20, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. It's your adrenaline is pumping yeah. and you don't remember <laughs> anything. But it was awesome. It was really, really cool. And I realized, too, as as soon as he came up, I was like, shoot, the boat was kind of rocky. He helped us all switch our tanks. I was like, I bet he forgot to switch over to his brand new tank. Right. Sure enough, that's what happened. He was too busy helping us do all of our stuff for the second dive. He forgot to switch his tank. Yeah. I think he felt a little bit bad about it, but it was time to come up anyway. Yeah. You were already over your limit of when you were supposed to be. You have a decompression limit, all that. So Mm -hmm. anyways, we all survived. Uh, We almost ran out of oxygen and died instead of being attacked by sharks exactly (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was great though and the boat ride was smooth sailing central no puke central thank god um so yeah that was that was really fun and then we hung out at the dive house all night and one of the guys who was doing the internship there yeah he is a he owns a restaurant in spain and because of COVID and a lot of restaurants being closed and stuff, he was like, well, I guess I'll just go scuba dive. And so he is doing his internship and it was his last night. So he decided to cook everyone a meal. Big pot of My risotto. Gosh, oh. it was so good. And we were caramelizing these onions oh for gosh. like half hour. And I yeah. was like, uh, we're done, right? This is like a two minute deal. He's like, no, <laughs> we do this for three hours Thank at my restaurant. God someone said it. Yeah, I was Sorry. like, why would you caramelize onions for three hours? One, like onions, whatever. So anyways, he like is, I'm in the kitchen because I got to stay busy and I got to yeah. cook. He's and teaching I'm, me all yeah, of this. I'm trying to explain to Andrew or explain to Javi that Andrew is like a slapdash cooker. He yeah. is like, There's no chop recipe. it up, throw it in the pl- uh, hot plate, you know, and that is it. Get it's, it hot and get it into your body. Get it hot. Stay alive. Get it down your gullet. Yes, that's Andrew's style of cooking. So I'm really glad that you got to have some one-on-one time with yeah. him. Experience the mallard effect, which yeah. is actually what they call the um, caramelization of onions. It's the chemical reaction. I learned that from our buddy Sarah. Sarah's been staying at the dive house since like August. She got her dive master certification. She got her dive master and she graduated college within two weeks of each other. She's been doing both of them because of virtual learning. Crazy. 
Super impressive. Way to go, Sarah. Yeah. So Javi makes this killer risotto with asparagus and mushrooms oh, and onions word. and rice and the whole deal. Asparagus. Just, I haven't had this asparagus in so... It yeah. was so, so good. Yeah. So we all... It brought... You know, food just brings everybody together. So then we're all sharing. Here's the deal, though. It was vegan. Sorry. I'm obsessed with this risotto. <laughs> it was a vegan risotto, but it was so creamy. Yeah. I don't know how... I, well, He's amazing. And if you're interested, apparently you have to constantly stir your rice because if you don't stir your rice, he couldn't think of the word in English, but we're thinking it's the starch. Yeah. It kind of lumps together and whatever, clumps up a little bit and doesn't have the same effect. But when you're making something with rice like that, constantly stir it and it produces like a cream. There you go. You'd think the he'd added you added cream. It was amazing. It was so, so good. Anyways, that was so, great. Yeah, so then we ended up staying into the evening, hung out with everybody, learned some magic tricks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to look those up. I know, we never actually... Scott, if you're listening, it's very similar to the one that they kept doing in Indonesia. Scott knows the trick. No, Nepal, I think it was, but anyway. So, yeah, we are just playing and hanging out with everybody. And um, at the time, we were staying in Akumal. So that's like 30, a half an 20, hour. 20, 30 minutes away. I would say half an hour, 40 minutes, but regardless, it was far enough away to where we needed to like catch a combi. Mm -hmm. If you heard about that in our last podcast, it's one of these really cheap vans that's like running up and down the coast. Two bucks for a half an hour ride. Yeah. Like, come on, taxis, figure it out. Yeah, it's fantastic. So we took a taxi to the combi and there are no combis. Nope. No combis waiting there. Because it's like freaking midnight. They offered to let us stay at the dive house again. I kind of wanted to do that. Candace wanted to be at our last, our new place. And I was like, all right. So anyways, we go home and uh, take a cab the rest of the way, which is like more money than you want to spend on a cab. But also... Also, it was only $20. But when you know that you have a $2 option... I know. You're just I like... Know. Okay, we can get the $2 tacos or $15 tacos. You can get a $2 cab ride or a $20 cab ride. Yeah. Once you know, that's what makes it worse. I know. You know? So that ignorance is true. is bliss. But that anyways, is true. 20 bucks. 20 bucks to go 45 minutes. Yeah, this was, was like, fine. this is not and bad I got to at practice all. my Spanish the whole way. So You did. You had there a nice you conversation. Um, so then in Akumal, they're actually known for the sea turtles. So they have like a protected area where they... Lots of seagrass. Yeah, they protect the seagrass that the turtles love to eat. And so they have, then you can actually go out and snorkel and nobody's allowed to wear fins. You and can't touch them. Yeah, everybody has a, a life jacket, you know, so there's nobody got, you know, like diving down or whatever. You're just kind of hovering above these sea turtles. Unfortunately, if you do this in Barbados, like in Bridgetown, they are out there and everybody's bringing a bunch of like fish guts and stuff and these yeah. huge fat turtles are out there and people are touching them and feeding them and it's just which not is really bad for turtles yeah, apparently I mean, we have like oils in our skin that can erode turtle shells so we learned that didn't touch the turtles it was so cool to see yeah them. it was amazing it was just it was so good to see how it was preserved even though you had to pay extra for the guide and it wasn't right. that far of a swim it yeah was, you, you know, had like to from, pay you had to pay to get onto the beach period yeah. anywhere in akumal and yeah. then you had to have a guide with you if you're going to swim out yeah. past a certain spot which again is good because it protects the area yeah we want you watch all these 
dinks out there that are swimming straight up and down right you're supposed to like hover on the surface and they're kicking their feet around and you throw fins on and they're crushing coral and yeah but nobody was actually doing that because it's not allowed no but but you see that in certain places and you just want to like strangle these people like don't you understand the coral's already dying and bleaching because of global warming and hot waters like stop crushing it with your flippers don't ruin it for the next person so anyways so we saw the turtles it was so cool the first one we saw was just like Uh, a baby yeah and i mean probably like a mm, i was gonna say 12 inch diameter does that sound correct is uh, diameter yeah. from the middle out yeah, or is it the radius. whole way diameter is the whole way think of like a pizza thank right? you yeah like a, thank you, you okay so it looked like a pizza floating in the water <laughs> just kidding no but it was very very cute yeah. and then it like had obviously they have to come up for air and so we watched it until it came up for air and our guide even counted for us. He goes, three, two, one, look. And then you lift your mask up above the surface and just see its tiny little turtle head poking up. They take a little, so they take a, you can hear him take a little breath. Did yeah. you ever, were you close enough to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One swam like right in front yeah. of my face. They're like, like So cool. cute. I loved it. And they're just, I mean, you can tell that they are like well cared for, or at mm. least not, <laughs> yeah well cared for because you leave them alone right not ruined by humans touching them and they're used to people swimming around so as long as you and the guides make sure you don't go near them and you don't move when they're mm-hmm. coming up so you don't spook them so yeah it was amazing yeah it was really really cool so as we're it was funny because like as we were walking out on the beach we were kind of talking about oh yeah we just swam with the bull sharks yesterday and we've been scuba diving and blah 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 and he goes oh so you guys are good swimmers and we're like ah, you could say yeah. that i don't know i think you said that yeah we're good floaters too and i was like speak for yourself i sink like a rock oh yeah that's true i am a good floater (laughs) you are not and so yeah i was like yeah we can float around whatever being the classic midwest modest yeah and then as we're going into the water he goes he goes yeah yeah so you guys you i mean you're good swimmers though right really and i was like yeah i mean we're good swimmers and so then we get further out and he turns around he goes you guys want to go for a swim and we're like i guess Uh, that's what we're here for sure so he points a ways out probably a a hundred yards out mm-hmm. and says, we're going to go to those buoys. I was like, okay, whatever. We'll Let's see what's it. over there. I mean, we have life jackets on. It's right. not, not a big deal. Them. Yeah. But we don't have flippers on, so we're not going very fast, right. except for he had flippers on, so he was going a lot faster But he didn't us. use a snorkel, so then his right. mask is in, but he's going to come up to breathe. and Yeah. So we're pretty even. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty leveled out. Um, so he takes us way out, and I'm like, okay, what are we looking for here? And we see like some rays, you know, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. We saw a cannon from... The 1800s, I yeah. guess. That was like, oh, nice. I can kind of tell that's a cannon. And then we hit the reef. Huge, amazing reef. Oh, my gosh. This is the best reef I have ever seen. Yeah, and I've seen tons of reefs, and this one is awesome yeah like i mean the day before we were at a reef in the ocean it was nothing compared to this reef and that one was still like out in the middle of the ocean i don't think anybody was doing any damage but for whatever reason this reef was just that much better so incredible it had all these like massive structures which that's the thing that i hadn't seen a lot of before is these branches almost branches they look like elk horns yeah just underwater and so many cool fish we saw more eels we saw um you know more lionfish more lionfish like a trunk fish Mm -hmm. is that the cowfish they have the Uh, same name no the trunk the trunk fish is 
straight up and down, I oh, think. No, trumpet. I thought trumpet was the one with the little mouth that like blows the sand. <laughs> <laughs> it like blows the sand when it's looking for food. Maybe. But anyways, we'll look them up. Later. Yeah, we'll look them you up see and not tell you about it. So look it up yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> we saw all these great fish and the reef itself was just the coolest. I mean, it wasn't like vibrant colors you know so it wasn't like pinks and purples but like it was so alive but it was so alive that's exactly that's yeah. that's the first thing that came to my mind i'm like i don't know how to describe this other than alive like yeah. you could tell that this reef was so different than every other reef we've seen yeah and it was in this protected area you know and, and so he took us way out nobody else was out there and he he mentioned it multiple times and i don't know if this was to like get an extra tip but he was like <laughs> don't tell my boss don't tell my boss. Like right. nobody else had swam out that far, so maybe we weren't supposed to. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I think they just like usually pay extra to take boats out that far. Oh, yeah, it was it was quite the swim. Yeah, so I think that's usually the case. Is they usually pay a little extra. You take a boat out there, they drop you off and whatever. Right, right. But there was no one out there when we were yeah. there, and it was so cool. Like it was amazing to see all the turtles. But you know, after even. Five, 10 minutes yeah ten five turtles. ten minutes of looking yeah. at turtles you're like cool another turtle all right cool because it's just seagrass and turtles and they eat the seagrass breathe the air go back down to eat the seagrass so like super cool to see them but you yeah. don't need to spend a ton of time doing it yeah but to go out to that reef was absolutely incredible it's awesome yeah so that was really cool so our last story was the bad airbnb story and Bad's relative. Bad's relative. I don't even think we should get into that many details because it got so stupidly complicated and that's why we both got so frustrated. Yeah. And when I say both, I mean like Andrew and I, but also the host. Yeah. Like we She's all just like got- arguing back with us via text. And <sighs> we just had to deal with a bunch of stuff on the property, um, people coming in and out for internet and the go-between. It smelled like rotten fish in there. Um, the water was out and the toilet didn't work for half the day. And she kind of offers up a, a refund. And we're like, we were out that day with the turtles. Yeah. And then the water came back on. So she then she like pulled back on that offer. She took it back. Yeah. And then, you know, the internet thing at night when we're cold and we're in this tiny space and these guys are in the house. So we're like staying on the beach as long as we can. But then it's cold and dark. So then we're in the house with these guys and trying to navigate. And- well, and I think the I think the most frustrating part was... The internet people are just there, yeah. right? She wasn't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. I totally understand that. Yeah. But then the internet people are talking to us saying... About setup and what they need to come back for and yeah. what to do. And, and we're going, this is not our place. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't, we don't make decisions for this house. We don't need to know all of this information. I don't even have that kind of vocabulary right for that, that sort of stuff that was super so, hard because then you even tried to call the host and, and then she didn't answer and she but, didn't answer but then she texts us a bunch yeah. and so now we're like google translating her texts to and she doesn't speak english she doesn't speak english which is like of course it's fine we're in mexico but like this is a complex issue yeah. and obviously google translate is not a hundred percent in fact it's probably more like 75 percent of like the accuracy if you're missing a key word that changes the context of everything right and so like i type something out into google translate after we eventually got in the house so basically think about it this way at 11 o'clock we woke up yeah that's right we woke up at 11 (laughs) we woke up at 11 o'clock because it was late night in playa the night before yeah whatever we have been (laughs) sleeping in every day shut up so then 
you know, we leave the apartment at like one or something like that because the water's out. And it's like, well, we Let's just go out. can't even use the bathroom here. So like we have to do something. So we go That's out. That's what the ocean's for. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> so we spend $40 doing the turtle thing, which we were going to do the turtle thing anyway. But regardless, we still forced had. Forced our hand. Yeah, forced our hand. We still had to do that. And when we came back, we're cold, we're wet. I mean, it's like unseasonably cold here right now, which means like 65 degrees. But still, when you're like cold and no long sleeves and you're wet and whatever. You just want a warm shower. You want to make some food in the house that we already had to use up. And we just couldn't. So anyways, we we asked for, we're like, you know what? This day has been kind of rough. Super frustrating. We thought the fish smell would go away once we started to open the windows. It really didn't. So we're like, we'd like to take you up on that one night offer. Okay, keep in mind, discount or whatever. The first the first day that we got there, she said, "I'd love for your experience to be a five star experience. Let me know what I can do to make that happen." Yeah. She said that first things first, which made me go, "Hmm, she doesn't get a lot of five star reviews." Which, right. like, as Airbnb hosts ourselves, we're going, "Okay, what so. are we getting into?" Right. So yeah, then she keeps going back. She goes, "You know what? The water came back on soon enough, and you didn't reply." Um, so that's not something I'm willing to consider. And then she goes, the smell, you didn't say anything. I was like, well, we didn't say anything. Cause we thought your locked up fish smelling apartment would get better once we opened the windows, but that didn't. So we didn't say anything on the first day. And then the third thing being out of the house most of the night and then not being able to cook and share the space. She goes, the technician told me they were out by six 30. And I'm like, that's what they told you. They were still in there working. Right. And it still put us out. And we had to deal with your stuff. Well, even the way come, that she was saying it totally, is so like... Like defensive and... Oh, yeah. And then she goes, you guys are just trying to take advantage of That me. was the first thing she said. Just Yeah. Well, yeah. She just like attacked us straight out. So we're like, you know what? So it got to a point where she wasn't going to budge. She kept writing out long text messages. Up until sorts. 10 o'clock at night, yeah. she's sending us messages. I mean, it literally ruined our night. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to fight with you about this anymore. You're not understanding what we're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes things just happen and you need to accommodate your guests, whether you're a hotel, resort, whatever. Right. She kept and saying, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't know the internet people were going to be there. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Then tell them to come back tomorrow after we check out. Like, deal with it, Right. Lady. Or send a neighbor over to, like, deal with it or offer to buy us dinner to, like, like get us out of the house for a little bit like literally anything and yeah. she didn't offer a single thing she only told us that we weren't inconvenienced she kept saying that like this is not an inconvenience for yeah. you and, and you're trying to take advantage of me right like oh so we're like okay okay but we're you're done. not here yeah. and you have no idea so and i kept telling her i was like we're done you don't get it we're done she'd send another message and i was like buenas noches <laughs> we're, we're done and then she'd send me something else i was like buenas noches with an exclamation point like yeah. stop talking to me literally over it and so we left her a three-star review which the place was okay the, and it was on the, the beach. place was fine the place was fine it smelled but it smelled yeah but other than that it's hot water had great amenities whatever like we're, we're not about to punish someone totally unnecessarily so we left her a three-star review and i said i spelled everything out in detail yeah in the review and you i woke can, up actually at like 3 a.m yeah and you did. wrote most of it out yeah you and did. texted it to you and mm-hmm. then you wordsmithed it wordsmithed it but yeah so then she obviously can review us as well and let's see if i can find the review um it was just a few short sentences oh i don't think i'll be able to find it but she basically said um candace tried to take advantage of me she's not welcome back in my house 
And I was okay. like, freaking great. Not wanting to go back. Literally yeah, ever. all of our other reviews. It's fine. Yeah. We're also hosts. We understand how this works. Yeah. Like, so anyways, not to put a damper on the end of this episode, but it was uh, just unfortunate. It was one of our experiences and we're sharing our experiences this yeah. episode. So um, <laughs> some more things to come in the future. We're going to be talking about uh, people and that we've kind of met and have yeah. some interesting stories. I'm excited. Up. Some jail time. Uh, just like a little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah, some, tune in uh, next time to find out if it was us or not. Some religious slash non-religious dinners, um, whatever that means. Uh, and uh, yeah, a Scotsman reminds me of some James Bond kind of guy and a crazy <laughs> life story. So, yeah. so we got some people episode coming up and then some Tulum tips. If you want to go to Tulum because it is like a hot destination and really mm-hmm. popular and you want to go get your Instagram on or whatever. I'm not into that, but uh, yeah, so all those episodes will be coming up soon. Just wanted to give you a little heads up, and thanks for checking in with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you can always find us on Instagram at The Soul Searchers, S-O-L, and our Facebook page, which we are trying to update more. I'm so sorry that we're so behind, but man, social media stuff, when it's like a job, is hard. Anyway. And you're not getting paid for it. Yeah, I ain't getting paid for this. Just trying to keep you folks updated with some good news. AKA our mothers. Yeah, it's mostly our moms. Tell your friends to listen. Hey, mom, love you. Love you, mom. Abby, we miss you. Where's Abby? Where's Abby? All right, anyway, talk to you next time. Ciao.